Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to start tonight with a fun question. Are you ready for some football? Great, great news today. The Big Ten reinstated the season. They're going to kick things off. Pun intended. How's that for a pun? <laughs> They're going to kick things off the end of October. So it's going to be great to see some Big Ten football back on the airwaves. I am hoping, fingers crossed, that the Missouri Valley Conference, meaning the Bison and UND, are going to follow suit. We'll have some Bison games here on Valley News Live for you, at least more than just one very, very soon. We'll see if that ends up happening or not. I want to ask you this as well, though, tonight. If they do allow some fans at the Gophers game, are you going to drive down there to the Twin Cities and take in a game? Now, I ask you that question because some shocking, I believe, shocking information came out, I believe, today that shows in the city of Minneapolis, and you can see here on the chart, had an 87% increase in homicides from 2019 to 2020. 87% increase. That, that is the second highest in all the cities here on this graphic. And so when you see that, you go, whoa, 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 wait a second. I might just stay home, not drive into the Twin Cities, and just watch the games on TV. Now, I did tweet that graphic out earlier today and asked Minnesota Governor Tim Walls and Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, hey, what say you? What are you guys going to do about an 87% increase of homicides in the city of Minneapolis? So love to know your thoughts there on that number and uh, the great news that football Big Ten football is going to be back on the airwaves very, very soon. Last night I asked you this, and I want to bring it up again because there's some interesting new information coming out from the CDC director, Robert Redfield, and that is this. Do you feel that Governor Doug Burgum, I don't even know if he's got the constitutional power to do this, but let's say he does. Should Governor Doug Burgum initiate, issue a mask mandate across the great state of North Dakota? So, I ask you that question, and then here's what the CDC director, Robert Redfield, said earlier today in a Senate committee hearing. Please listen closely what he says about masks, because then we're going to talk about the COVID vaccine. I've said it. If we did it for 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, we'd bring this pandemic uh, under control. These actually, we have clear scientific evidence. They work, and they are our best defense. I might even go so far as to say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. Wow. A mask may be more protective than the COVID vaccine. In my opinion, I think that's fantastic news. If that bears out to be true, that then we don't have to be ejecting ourselves with something that is at some level going to be unknown, right? But just wear the mask and he's saying it's going to protect you more than a COVID vaccine. Now, remember, North Dakota and Minnesota have been asked by the CDC to be part of a uh, COVID vaccine pilot project. Not necessarily that we're going to get the, the vaccine first, but just they're going to work out here to work out sort of the distribution pathways, if you will. Now, I bring all this up because based on what you heard there from CDC Director Robert Redfield, even if the COVID vaccine was completely free, completely free, and it got done, let's say, the end of this year, maybe even early next year, would you take it? Well, I posted this up on Facebook earlier today. It's been getting a ton, ton of conversation and comments. And we invite you to go to our Facebook page and uh, be part of the conversation. But the federal government unveils a plan where they're going to make the coronavirus vaccine free to all Americans. So even if it's free, would you take the COVID-19 vaccine? Please share your point of view with us. You may have seen last night uh, there was a Chinese virologist that was on 
Fox News with Tucker Carlson suggesting. Now, this woman has now since been taken off Twitter because of what she's saying. So I'm not saying this is verified, but she is suggesting that China purposely released the COVID uh, coronavirus because of, she's suggesting, biological warfare. Obviously, that is a huge, huge assertion. I only bring this up because earlier today I had a chance to sit down with Mercedes Schlapp. She is a uh, senior advisor for the Trump-Pence 2020 campaign. So I asked her about this. Also, uh, she's got a Cuban heritage. We talked about this briefly last night, but uh, yesterday kicked off the Hispanic Heritage Month. So we talked about that, um, making Minnesota red again, and much, much more. Mercedes, welcome back to Point of View. Always great to have you with us. We are very, very excited. President Trump's going to be in Bemidji, Minnesota this Friday for another Make America Great Again rally. I think the big question people have here is we see the polling shows Biden up by nine. And many of us here in greater Minnesota are like, that, that can't be real. What does President Trump need to do, in your opinion, to make Minnesota red again? Right. Well, first of all, we, we know there hasn't been a president to visit that area Bemidji in since the 1980s. I think that's what wow. we, we found. Uh, so it just uh, shows the president's commitment in winning this state. As we know, we lost Minnesota by by not too much. And the reality is, is back in 2016, we'd had one staffer on the ground. Just think about this. One staffer on the ground in Minnesota. And really, when it was getting close to the campaign, close to the end of the campaign, they ended up moving the staffer out of Minnesota. And we still won it, by, uh, lost it by by not too much. So we feel that uh, we have built a very strong ground game in Minnesota. We have field offices, staff in place. We've invested resources in the state. We think we can flip it. And uh, what we've seen in the public polling is actually that the president has been tied. And internal polls also reflect. Uh, a very tight race in Minnesota. So uh, we're going to play. We're going to play hard. And it's why you're seeing the president there this week. And you also see Joe Biden playing defense. He's not only playing defense in Minnesota, but he's also playing defense in states like Nevada and uh, New Hampshire. Uh, but we feel confident that because of the president's strong uh, American comeback message, his ability to rebuild a strong economy um, in spite of the coronavirus pandemic that's also obviously impacted everybody's life, that we're able to, to talk about what the president's been able to accomplish in such a short period of time and contrast that with Joe Biden's uh, weak record and his attachment, quite frankly, to the far left socialist branch of his party. Yeah, and it's very interesting. I mean, I'm assuming you don't follow the TikTok that much, but, you know, Joe Biden has released one where he's going to do his event on Friday in Minnesota. And two, yesterday, Minnesota Governor Tim Wall said, hey, we want these presidential candidates to respect only 250 people per event. Well, you and I both know how many people go to a Biden event. And it's just fascinating to watch the fight, the political fight that's going on. Um, I want to touch on this. Last night, Tucker Carlson had a Chinese virologist on saying that China purposely created the coronavirus and purposely released it into the world really to target the United States of America, which means, i.e., our farmers. We're a very ag-related area here. Uh, president Trump has called himself a wartime president. Do you, if this, if this bears out to be true, do you see this as an act of war? And what should President Trump do about it? Well, you know, I'm not going to get ahead of anything that the, the information that the administration or the White House uh, would know on this topic. Uh, but we do know that uh, the, the mere fact that one of the reasons why the president had to put travel restrictions on China was to stop uh, increased cases here in the United States. We know that had uh, 
a huge, it, it helped tremendously. It helped save lives. Uh, let's remember that Joe Biden was the one that said that the travel restrictions to China were xenophobic. Uh, we also know that because of the World Health Organization, they provided misinformation about China, basically cozying up with China. And it's why the president took the steps he did to cut funding uh, to the world. He pulled the funding from the World Health Organization. Let's remember it's Joe Biden who wants to put the funding back into the World Health Organization. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, we know that China has not been uh, a, 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 good, a, a good player of faith here, where in essence, uh, they have not provided any good data that we could work with to build out the modeling. We had to work with countries like Italy, countries like South Korea, uh, to help us determine uh, what we needed to do to prepare for COVID here in the United States. I want to talk about this. It's Hispanic Heritage Month. President Trump's had some roundtables as of late. Joe Biden, I was in Florida yesterday. I'm going to play something for you in a moment. But, you know, I don't know if you know this. North Dakota, now, because we have such a small per capita of Hispanics here, but we are one of the fastest growing Latino Hispanic states in the nation. I know you've got a Hispanic heritage. So I want to play a clip of Joe Biden yesterday as he walked out to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month in Florida. It's, it's very short for copyright reasons, Mercedes, but then if you will explain to our audience the title of what we're hearing here and, and what this means. So if we can play this clip real quickly, please. All right. Very short there again for copyright purposes, but help our audience understand that don't speak Spanish. What does Despacito mean? That's the song. <laughs> well, Despacito means slowly. <laughs> and so, of course, we took the opportunity here at the campaign to say how fitting for Slow Joe to play the song. So. You know, obviously, he, he's doing what he can to salvage the Latino votes down in Florida. He's having a lot of trouble with Latino outreach. In fact, even his own campaign admitted to it. Bernie Sanders agreed that there's work to be done to reach out to Latinos. You had field organizers from the Democrat Party in Florida saying that the Biden campaign was suppressing the Hispanic vote and also that they were mistreating staff. So there's a lot of problems with Biden in connecting with the Latino voters, especially when he attaches himself to a socialist agenda that for many of us who are Hispanic understand the dangers of socialism, understand the dangers of government control, of taking away your freedoms. And uh, it's not what we want. It's, we reject that. And it's why President Trump, because of his message of economic prosperity and opportunity, his support for school choice, which helps uh, uh, Latino students, in addition to the fact that you know, the president is committed to being tough against dictators in countries like Cuba and Venezuela. We've made a huge impact and inroads into the Latino community in a variety of states. And I would invite our audience to check out more of the words of the song Despacito in context of Joe. It's it's you, you can't make this up. Let's just put it no. that way. Uh, I do well, love song, but I got to tell you, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work for Joe. It was almost like it was a setup from one of his campaign people, wasn't it? I know. It I like, know. I I felt bad for him. I was like, why are you setting him up to fail? It's like that. It just doesn't. It didn't work. No. It, didn't work. it gave us, you know, some an ability to have some fun with this. So let me ask you this. Uh, President up. Trump, I think it was in early August, I believe, around there, did an interview with Noticias Telemundo. One of the things that came up was about DACA and Dreamers. And President Trump said, hey, we're going to release a, an executive order regarding immigration. It's going to give Dreamers a pathway to citizenship. Some hardcore Trump people are like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Uh, one, do you agree there should be a pathway to citizenship for dreamers? And what would you like to see in this executive order? 
Well, you know, I think at the end of the day, what, when I was at the White House, we worked uh, with and built out several proposals that we presented to Congress to help resolve this issue of DACA. It's a, you know, I would say it's over about 180,000 DACA recipients, uh, and we were hoping to have it as part of a, a proposal, a negotiation where we can ensure that we could build out our border security, provide funding for the wall, and in, in, in addition to that, resolve the issue of DACA. Because let's remember that it was President Obama who pushed forward an executive order that was, quite frankly, illegal. And so we know that Congress is the one that needs to fix these issues when it comes to immigration. And what we found is the Democrats didn't want to work with us. They kept telling us no. And so they're the obstacle in getting these problems solved like uh, DACA. And, you know, and, and the key is, is, is that hasn't been resolved because Congress has not taken action. Last question for you. And I, I think you bring up a great point. I think the Supreme Court decision regarding DACA is going to surprise a lot of people with the power that gives President Trump. And so yesterday, Joe Biden did an interview with Noticias Telemundo and said he's not going to deport anybody for the first 100 days uh, unless they have a felony record. He also said he's going to legalize DREAMers and then create a pathway to citizenship for undocumented people in the U.S. Your reaction? You know, I think that uh, Joe Biden's immigration policy is too extreme. He wants to give free health care to illegal immigrants. Uh, and at the end of the day, we believe that we got to take care of Americans here in, in, in the U.S. And so uh, this president has been focused on legal immigration. We do cannot allow for illegal immigration to continue. It's why he spent so much time making sure that we controlled the chaos at the border at the end of the day. The ones who profit and benefit from p getting vulnerable families through the border are the drug cartels and the human traffickers. Those are the ones who are profiting. They charge these families $7,000 to get through. They have these families smuggle in drugs. They sexually assault women at the border, and that is unacceptable. And so what we believe is in a merit-based immigration system where the people who come into this country match up with our economic needs. And that is the priority of this administration. It's been the priority since day one. That's what we need to take care of first uh, to ensure that the, you know, the, the Americans who live here, Latinos who live here, are able to you know, have the opportunities they have, be able to obviously increase their wages, and we don't need illegal immigration, out of control illegal immigration in this country. Mercedes Schlapp, senior advisor to President Trump, Pence campaign. Muchas gracias por su tiempo. Muchas gracias. <laughs> Thanks so much to Mercedes Schlapp. Always a great conversation with her. And please stick around. When we come back, we're going to get to your points of view from last night's show. A lot of great stuff. Sharing your points of view about the fact that uh, the state of North Dakota could be spending $1.8 million to create a PSA to influence you and I to wear masks. Please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.